What's up, guys? Yeah! Alright, nobody's gonna say, this is a racist comedy show. We'll put the white people in the front of the show, and then the black people in the back of the show. Then they got the crowd, the white people in the front, and the black people in the back. I'm like, what is this, the Montgomery Bucks boy guy? Martin Luther King Day was Monday. Get this out of the way early. I am not the guy from the Allstate commercials. <laughs> nor am I his child. <laughs> hey, looking like Dennis Haysburg, man. You can't be sexy when you look like the Allstate guy at 29. No female my age is like, I want to be in good hands, daddy. <laughs> Welcome, welcome, everybody. Welcome. I am Sharon Smith, and this is I Am Big Poetry Podcast. And I got here a fellow poet, comedian, the godfather of joking word. I like to give you Kel Barkendale. Woo! There we go. What up? How you doing, Joe? I'm alive, man. Like I said, <laughs> the day is what it is. You can just go with it, just flow with it. Most definitely. But no, thank you for coming on the show and stuff. I was mostly intrigued by when I heard you on Bobby's show, uh, Random Thoughts, and hearing that you were not only a comedian, but you're also a poet. So yes, that's why I hit you up trying to, so I've, I've, I've talked to a few people that have been poets and also comedians, but mm-hmm. I've never seen one person who, who you know connected both all the same time. So I like to say, what got you started? Yeah, so um, I started writing rhymes first. I was nice. a huge fan of hip hop uh, when I was like 14, 13, 14, 15 in that area. Um, I was so infatuated with punchlines. So I was writing them, um, but I never really got into it. And then later on, um, I found out that I was funny. So I was like, okay, cool. And I started doing stand up. And then I had a show that um, wasn't going well in a room full of poets when I was doing stand-up, and then I was like, you know, I could do what they do. And uh, started writing poetry ever since then, and then eventually started mixing it to. What do you consider your rap style to be, what you were trying to be for? Did you enjoy, like, um, Big Daddy Kane or stuff? Or, or Yeah, when I was 14, um, the, I'm from South Jersey, so nice. Philly rap was, was big. So Cassidy, oh, Cassidy, Cassidy was huge. Okay. And he was just punchline, 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 and that was what I was trying to get and then it, it even evolved into comedy where it was just like punchline tags punchline 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 back-to-back style okay so you mostly consider yourself um you say you did some battle rapping did you also do some battle rapping back in the day too? i didn't do it but i'm a huge fan of it i'm okay. a huge fan of it yeah i can't have somebody screaming in my face for nine minutes can't. <laughs> <laughs> i'm sensitive right? most definitely so, so yeah, you say you're from Jersey and stuff. Uh, did you like get involved? You know, did you hear? Where are you? From? You're not from um, um Trenton. You're what part no. of Jersey? Um, it was about 15 minutes outside of Trenton, so south okay. of Trenton. Okay. So, um, it's called Burlington. Oh, Burlington. Okay. Uh, so you were doing poetry back there, uh, doing poetry there also. Yes, sir. Yeah. Uh, what kind of poetry were you doing? Like spoken word stuff, or yeah, so it was uh. Spoken more of my performance poetry. Like everything I wrote was more so like uh, 
to send a message, just, you know, a lot of lyrical stuff. Okay. Okay. And then what got you? So you said you went to a, a poetry show mm-hmm. and you're telling jokes and mm-hmm. then you got booed on. So they see you start doing poetry. What got you into being a comedian? Yeah. So uh, I actually found out um, that I wanted to do comedy when I went to college. Okay. We were, yeah, we were filming. Well, my boys were filming something that they wanted to do, where they wanted to lip sing an R&B group. Uh, making a band back in the day. And I thought it was a terrible idea. I was like, no, I'm not doing that. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so then, they're like, we need somebody to play Diddy, though. And I'm like, no, absolutely not. I don't want to be a part of this. And my one boy was like, oh, it's because you're scared to do it or whatever. And he kind of challenged me. And eventually I did it. And it became big on campus, you know, because I was acting like Diddy. And it was hilarious. And we kept doing more and more videos. And then each one, no matter what the character was, uh, my comedic timing and ability was sticking out. So they kept saying, like, oh, well, have you ever tried stand-up? And eventually I started doing it. Okay. So was it so mostly skit um, Skit comedy was your first start and then stand-up? Yeah. So okay. skits hurts that I fell in love with. Um, my one friend, he was going to school for that, like um, graphic design and all that. So that the editing and all that he loved. So that was his thing. And that was what made me say, okay, this might work. Okay. And do you still do skit comedy or? No, uh, rarely. Like I'll do one like with myself on myself. Um, but it's so, I don't know. It's so saturated that I feel like with stand up, with stand up and poetry, it's more, um, me like i'm all authentic like with skits i feel like somebody has done that idea or somebody has done something a variation of it or touched on the subject whereas in stand up and spoken word i can be more creative and that's how i like that oh okay that's what's up so so what so if you're so being in um, jersey and the east coast area you know going through their shows and stuff what made you move from east coast to the west coast yeah, so uh, I wanted to live in California for a while. Like, I was about, I was a year into comedy, and my little cousin had a birthday party in Bakersfield. And my sister was living out here at the time, and she was listening to all the music. So I'm listening to all the Bay Area music, and I'm like, no, this, this feels like home. <laughs> and eventually, I, you know, I had a job working at AT&T, And I was able to transfer that job over to Los Angeles. And when I moved to Los Angeles, I was able to, you know, keep that job and work through. And I didn't realize that I didn't really like L.A. per se, but I like North Cal. And it took a couple of years for me to move up here. And we were like, okay, this is where I'm supposed to be. What part of L.A. were you in? Or part of L.A. County were you in? So I was in uh, Burbank for a little bit. Okay. And I was in Santa Clarita. Okay. Okay. Yeah, because I, um, I was from, born and raised down there first. Um, so I'm Santa Ana, then also Long Beach. Okay. Yeah, so. Yeah, yeah, so <laughs> five, ten area, all the way down. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, um, so what, when did you move up to um, Stockton? So, yes, I moved to Stockton last year. Okay. And then um, in June, I moved to Sacramento. Okay. What, what part of um, Stockton were you at? 
Um, what was it? The exit off March Lane? I'm not completely... There's like so many exits off March Lane. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, <laughs> off the five. Yeah, yeah, off the five, which is March Lane. That, yeah. that, oh, okay. You want Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. The I, I was, I was, I, reason why I said that because I used to live in the... Um, uh, I used to live off of El Dorado. Okay. El Dorado yeah. Hammer. And so it's always funny when someone says, of March Lane, it's like, there's a lot of stops off. Yeah, there's a lot. <laughs> March Lane is long, I know, but the exit where the chicken yeah. lay okay. Yeah. <laughs> 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 no, yeah. I'm, easy landmark. Easy, yes. Easy landmark. Yeah. <laughs> there's no past the ridge, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But um, no, so uh, um, so you moved up here a year later from South mm-hmm. from up here. Okay, what what part of um, Sacramento do you live in? Uh, north, like Thomas Harry. Oh, okay, okay, cool. Uh, from South Sac, <laughs> was from South. Okay, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. psycho. <laughs> but no, um, so did you do did you do any comedy in um Stockton or? Yeah, I mean, but most of the comedy I was doing in uh, Stockton, I was traveling to the Bay Area, to oh, Sacramento. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Not too many. Uh, there's little shows going on in uh, Stockton, but nothing yeah. has gained major traction yet. That's true. So did you, did you most, So you said you did most shows in the Bay Area and also up in um, Sacramento? Yeah, I was going to... Um, so I had started... Like, when I came up here, when I first moved up here, I went to um, Tommy T's in Pleasanton first. Okay, yeah. Yeah, and um, opened up the TK Kirkland, and then I started doing more in Oakland, more in, uh, a little bit in San Francisco, a lot in Sacramento, um, at a club that I absolutely love, Laughs Unlimited. I was doing that a lot, nice. and then a little bit of Punchline. So yeah, okay, just getting versed in the community. <laughs> That's what's up. Yeah. So. so I heard so when I was I heard your thing on um, um, random thoughts, and I heard that you were that you met TK Kirkland before before you came, mm. before you saw him again. What was that? About? Yeah, so that was like my third time seeing him. Uh, I thought a whole story. So the first time I was in New Jersey and I was driving up to New show, and back then, like, there's so many New York shows that we didn't know who the headliner was going to be, and I had a group of four comedians that I was rolling with. Before we had became a group, we all, well, three out of four of us met at this one show in New York separately. So it was like, okay, cool. I remember you. I remember you. I know you. You know, we was all new. And I had went first. Another one of my boys went second. And then my boy that went third, TK actually saw him. And was like, yo, you you dope. You know, and then everybody was like, oh, they're all good. And uh, he followed us on Instagram, which was kind of cool because I was like, oh, wow, he's been doing it, you know, 20 plus years. And when you first start, the people that are like your heroes, you don't think of like your co-workers, you know. So I had hit him up when I was going to Atlanta to see a uh, family that I had saw he was in town. And he was like, yeah, you can do a guest spot. And uh, when I went to Atlanta, I went to this club called Uptown Comedy Club. And unbeknownst to me, Uptown is one of the toughest comedy clubs in the country. I'm two years in, I'm not talking about anything, and it's dead silent. And uh, the dope thing was, he took me aside and was like, yo, he's like, you got a delivery? He's like, you just need to get comfortable talking in front of black people. I was from the suburbs. I didn't, you know, I didn't know how to relate my life to black people at that time. Then I did the Pleasanton one about four four years later and uh, killed it, right? 
all Oakland Bay Area. So it's a predominantly black crowd, about 250 people in there and murdered, right? And I had told him about the conversation we had had. And he's like, yeah, you look comfortable now. And yeah, that was the last, like, like I've seen him in person. I had talked to him a couple of times after that. Cool dude, very good dude, down to earth. When you first came here, so I, was, I didn't ask this, but when you first came mm-hmm. here, did you have a culture shock? To where, California? Yeah, or California. Yeah. California. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> California. L.A. was completely different. L.A. is completely different from NorCal, too. So That's true. going from a small town in New Jersey to going to L.A., it was weird because, like, being a poet and a comedian, somebody that can do both and somebody that fits in with both, like, lanes, right. um, you're known in Jersey. Like, you're a unicorn. And I always said uh, going to L.A. was, like, being in the dunk contest. You're over here doing 360 dunks and everybody can do a 360 dunk. And somebody does a 360 from the uh, foul line. So it's like, oh, okay. Then when I moved from LA to come to Sacramento or North Cal, um, I realized, oh, I can go between the legs and put my arm in the rim, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and people up here actually appreciate it, you know, like comedians and poets. They're like, okay, yeah, this guy is, you know, some of their windmills and, and stuff like that. In LA, it's like, no, nah, we don't, we don't care. Are you on TV yet? That's what they care about. <laughs> that was up. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> so me and a lot of, you know, people up here, I was kind of skeptical. A lot of people are like, yo, man, I want you to meet this person. I want you to have this opportunity. And I'm like, what, what do you mean you want me to have this opportunity? Like in LA, it's very cutthroat. Right. So up here, it was a lot of love, you know? Okay. So yeah, that's what's up. So you being in Sacramento stuff, uh, so you you came in the last year, right? Mm-hmm. So did you go? Did you go to um, Mahogany or you know, the poetry spots before it closed down? Yeah. So the funny thing about Mahogany with Coon the poet, right? Yes. Okay. So I had met Coon um, six now seven years ago, right? And he had did the cross country. Um, road trip. Oh, you went to, you saw him there. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. We met in Baltimore, okay. which is like two and a half hours away from where I lived. And we were talking and he's like, yo man, if you ever come to Sacramento, uh, hit me up. And me, I'm like, why would I ever go to Sacramento? Like, you know, I, I'm thinking Sacramento is like some farm town. You know? <laughs> <laughs> from, from the East Coast, I, I had no clue. And when the whole situation happened, you know, I, I talked to him. I'm like, yo, her, you remember me? He's like, of course I remember you. And, you know, we had it off, kicked it. And he was putting me through, you know, a couple of different shows that he was running at the time. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, have you, so you went to, so you've been to Mahogany, have you been to Guild Theater or any other mm-hmm. place? Or? Okay. Been to Guild. Uh, I've been to the um, Strikes. Okay. In, uh, Elbro. Yeah. Okay. Strike? Oh. Oh yeah, they have a. I forgot they have an open mic. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, s- since you left in, um, since you're up in North um, Tacoma, I mean not like <laughs> North Tacoma. Tacoma. <laughs> I was able to say, would you um, normally go to? You say you went to Nash Unlimited. Did you also go to the Comedy Spot or even Punchline sometimes? I did do Comedy Spot. Um, I think once. I think I did it one time on a Sunday. I was just never able, like, because um, I moved, I moved to Sacramento during COVID. Yeah, so a lot okay. of stuff was cut down. Yeah. Um, I did punchline. I did uh, comedy spot. I did um, 
down in South Sac, Oak Park. Um, what's it called? What's it called? Touch of Class. Did yes. all those. Yeah. Okay. So, oh, I, well, I want to talk to you about your your book, The Art of Joking Word. Yes, sir. So I ordered it. It hasn't came yet. I've been trying to look around to see if to see about it, but I can't find all detail. Tell me about it before I because it's coming yeah. in tomorrow. <laughs> Oh, dope, man. I didn't even know. I appreciate that. No yeah, so um, the artichoke and word. So that was a direct response. So the reason why we moved up north to uh, Stockton was because I had got fired from AT&T. Okay. And my wife had got a, um, a job up north. So I was like, okay, this is new. And I needed something to make money off of. So I, I made a book. And my whole thing was the niche that I had being what I call the self-proclaimed funniest poet. Obviously, there are other comedians that do poetry and poets that are funny. But the fact that these poems are going to be funny, like when you read them, they're lighthearted, they're funny. I perform them. So I put a couple of those together and then ones that I was like, oh, let me, let me finish this poem that I have. So it's 20 of the funniest poems, um, a couple of haikus in there. They don't count towards the 20. It's a little bit more than 20 because if you count the haikus. But um, yeah, just a bunch of different things. There's part ones, the poems, there's part twos. And uh, it also tells a little bit of the backstory of me and my family moving to California. Okay. That's what's up. Okay, so you do have a... And then I also, and I also saw that you have a, um, com- a comedy special, um, What Happened to Kill. Is that, is that a special or is it a, um, just a CD? Struggling, man. Anybody else going to do a struggle out here? Is it just me? Woo! Cool. Well, I found out who else going to go half on Little Caesars with later. $2.50 for four slices of pizza. Count us in. The struggle will not win. Out here doing new things to save money. Decided to hitchhike the other day. Hitchhike Uber, that's when you walk towards your destination and you order that Uber when you can afford that Uber. Oh, it's a special show. It's on um, everything. It's on Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube, if you want to watch it. Um, Everywhere that you stream and where you watch on YouTube. But that that was inspired because um, I was going by the name Joking Word for a while. Right. So a lot of people had a lot of questions like what happened to Kells? Just all the questions that people want to know about moving from New Jersey to Cali. What was it like? Um, do you run into gangs and stuff like that? What's it like to be married? What's it like? Um, what's my choice of music? So all the questions that I had heard a lot, I answered them in the special. Okay. I'm about to check that out. I'm going to find that. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so tell me... What is the joke and word itself is the combination of poetry and jokes. Mm-hmm. Explain that to me. Yeah, so um, I like to say it's three elements. So it's one, obviously, stand-up comedy where, you know, I'm standing and delivering jokes, set up punchline. Okay. Uh, the emotions of spoken word. So, you know, how like um, a lot of my poems are parodies. So like there's, Every time you go to an open mic, you see a certain type of poet. You see the ones that are hung up on bad relationships. I got a bad relationship poem. Uh, you see the overly sexy poets. So I have that. I have the, uh, the erotic poem. Um, the, 
there's the black power militant poets, right? <laughs> I got that. So it's every one of those poems. Oh, and then um, up until this year, I hadn't won a poetry slam up until this year. So I was like, I have to make the most tragic poem I could. And that's when like a poet tells their life story and it's like super sad and tragic. I got another one of those. I got one of those. So it's every single style of poet, poet that you see at these open mics, I do it in satire. Oh, so those are the different elements but um and then last the last element so comedy poetry and then like you said earlier battle rap i love battle rap and i love um the schemes and the wordplay and so i mix all three of those together and that came joke and word yeah i was looking at some of your your um examples that you had like monopoly mm-hmm. and how you talked about how you get you you entail monopoly into meeting a girl and just how uh, things go through with that, like almost like a Mac. And I thought that was, mm-hmm. pretty, that was pretty clever. Uh, I didn't finish enta- um, Entanglement. It started with your girl's trip, non-domestic. I was feeling choked up, dog. I reckon I am legend because my only option was to strangle this chick I thought I was hitched with till she switched. Okay, but I did. I did love how you started off and stuff by putting on, um, what's her name, uh, Jada, Jada Pickett, yeah, Jada Pickett, mm-hmm. into it and stuff, and then also horror, horoscope, horoscope. Okay, now talk about horoscope for me. Yeah, so horoscope is that one where it's like super tragic, where everything bad would happen to that person in horoscope. So um, it starts out with him graduating but everybody's like oh well of course you can graduate you're a cornball like capricorn you know right. and then Aquarius is a question he has problems with his exes and then you know just on and on using the horoscopes for examples oh okay oh now i get it oh now i get it okay using the horoscope the horoscope yeah, the horror, yeah. and then putting all the the bad things that happen in those Okay, yeah, <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> so, um, so I saw that you, know, you got some pictures with you, with TK Kirkland, also Wanda Sykes. Did you talk to Wanda Sykes? And- yeah, yeah. So um, that was actually interesting. So I didn't, I didn't open for her, but um, a friend of mine was her road manager. Okay, and he was like, "Yeah, do you want to meet Wanda?" And I'm like, "Of course, yeah." So um, I'm never. I'm like, I think of celebrities as people. But with Wanda, it was a little different. Like, when I met Wanda, I was kind of like tongue tied. I was like, uh, I was kind of starstruck. <laughs> I didn't know what to really say. You know, I was talking. But eventually, um, I was in a green room with her and we was talking pretty much as comedy and actually seeing a professional work and how she was so detail oriented with every little nuance of her jokes and structure and everything kind of changed my career. So, like, I was about, like, six years in when that happened. Mm-hmm. And then I went through, like, a streak of, like, a year and a half where I didn't have a bad show. It was weird. <laughs> Just because, yeah, because I felt like it was now realistic. Like, it was okay. possible to, you know, achieve what I wanted. Okay. So, so I, did, I did see that you do an actual Zoom meeting Called jokes yeah. and words, jokes and words. Mm-hmm. Joke and word. And, and it's, it's it's um. So what is that about? Yeah. So um. Every Saturday I do a showcase called Joke and Word, 
Okay. And uh, I invite four poets and four comedians. And since I've moved from New Jersey to LA to right. North Cal, and I've performed uh, up and down the East Coast, and then um, California and Vegas, I met a lot of different poets and comedians. So I try to find four poets from different regions, mm-hmm. four, com- four comedians from different regions. And uh, it was it was for the COVID season, like people that wanted to, like mainly comedians, right. to keep their timing right. So I put that together and my family is the audience, like my mom, my grandma, my aunt, they're on every week. And, uh, you know, sometimes we get a good crowd of like 30 people, sometimes it's more 15. But um, the energy is always loving and fun. A lot of comedians are like, I don't know how to uh, tell jokes on Zoom. And I'm like, it's it's hard. But the crowd that I have is very friendly. So it works out. It's, it's actually very fun. Like at first I was very, I didn't want to do it, but my family was like, oh, you need to do something. And they've been entertained by it. Yeah, they've been entertained by it. And uh, a couple of artists, they've had like uh, unfortunate circumstances happen during, you know, COVID. Yeah. And uh, they've been like, hey, this has really, you know, helped me get my mind off of it. And we have some people that come every week and watch. But um, the thing that I take the most joy out of that is the fact that some, I had two comedians, one from Atlanta and one from uh, L.A., Mm-hmm. And they, they actually met this past weekend uh, okay. to perform in Atlanta. So that was super dope. Okay. That was uh, nice. <laughs> so, yeah, I like, I like when two people meet, and I was the glue that helped them meet. That's just one of my like little, little things I love. There you go. <laughs> mm-hmm. so, so this is off topic and stuff. I was wondering, yes. did you see the, um, did you hear about the um, spoken word artist, Brandon Leak? Who, yeah. who, was, who won the uh, won the golden ticket on uh, America's Got Talent? Yeah, I saw that. I saw that. He's from up here, right? He's from Stockton. Nice. Yeah, uh, he he comes out and he does slam poetry in Sacramento, but he's mostly from Stockton and stuff. But yeah, so I was gonna, I was going to say, do you see? Do you now see that as an opportunity for you to take joking words onto? that stage or even other like any other stage like that oh yeah so um it's funny <laughs> so this brings me back to um i hope you saw soldier boy in breakfast club oh, okay um he was saying like i was the first one to do like the whole like ringtone rapping and the uh the um the trap music that people yeah. like now um by saying I'm the godfather joking word, I know that there's other people that have always, there's been people throughout time that have made funny poems, right? right, right. I had a lady say, um, I had a lady say, uh, you know, you're not the first person to do this. And I was like, no, but I feel like I'm the first person to make it an actual genre. Mm. So now I, I did try out for, um, America's Got Talent and I tried out for a couple different things and it wasn't perceived back then you know so i went through a process of trying to just be a stand-up comedian and i was like i kind of watered myself down so i was like no matter what i'm going to push forward and just do both when the situation calls for it and uh yeah one day maybe maybe i'll I'll, you know have the exposure and inspire people to do joke and work and that would be 
probably one of my greatest accomplishments. If I could get a group of people to say, you know what, I want to start mixing it till. I would love it. That's what's up. Okay. <laughs> so, so you being so being that you're um, taking both things that sometimes are always I'm not saying alienated, but they sometimes mix on certain occasions. How's uh, I heard you were talking on um, Bobby talking about sometimes when you go to a comedy show, you'll you'll throw maybe one or two uh, one or certain poem out while you're doing your comedy or set. And then when you go up to poetry or poetry forms, you'll throw a, maybe a few jokes on the side. Mm-hmm. How does how does that function? How does that function sometimes? You just, I know I know you just natural, but how would you how, give me a give me a, a kind of a way you would slightly put that through without having people going? What the heck are you doing? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, I've learned how to like hide it, um, mask it. So, like, instead of, you know how, like, a poet will come to a mic and be like, oh, this poem is about this, yeah. and I'll give you, like, a little synopsis. Yeah. Um, now, I'll just write some of the jokes in rhyme form, and people won't realize that I'm doing a poem, sure. but I'll change my voice up. And then the people that know poetry are like, yo, I heard you switch that. Did you intentionally do that? And I'm like, yes. <laughs> um, yes. Um, I started doing that, but there are times where, like, I'll just break out. Like, Monopoly is one of those where I could just do it in a comedy setting because it's only, what, 50 seconds? A 50 second long poem. So if it flops, then it's whatever, but I could just make that time back up. But there were times where I was like, you know, I don't care. I'm going to do it no matter what. And I would drop, like, a three minute poem in the middle of, like, a comedy show and it just doesn't hit fast enough. Right. But sometimes it does. And it's that risk that I would take. But, um, yeah, what I personally do is I like to mix it within the the joke. So I'll write the joke in a rhyme pattern and setting. Um, Or I'll just punch lines in there. Say it again? I'll say throw some punch lines in there and stuff. Yeah. So, like, uh, for example, I got a a joke about um, horror movies where I talk about um, you're not a (laughs) – I used to do it. Where I talk about, um, you're not afraid of uh, horror movies until you go home and you're all alone and you get that light switch, like it's something in the room and you click that light switch, like something like that. And like people, most of the time, they wouldn't catch that I'm actually doing a poem. Mm-hmm. And, you know, some people are like, oh, I like the rhythm of it. So that was literally, that was the way that I would do it when I started. <laughs> That's what's up. All right. So this is the question. This is always asked question. So all my, if you heard my show before, I always ask question. So the question is, um, this was a statement first. You got on people who write in books, you um, that write in magazine stuff. We call those the page poet or the literary poets. And then you got people who write CDs or on stage doing theatricals. We call those the stage poets. Now, joking words. I have a question for you. Are you comfortable on the page, the stage, or both? That's funny that you say this. <laughs> I, uh, oh, my God. So I always said there are three types of performers. Ones that write very well, so probably page. Mm-hmm. Um, the ones that perform very well, stage. Mm-hmm. And then the third are the people that speak well. 
and they just have a, a power or something in their voice that makes people gravitate to them. Hmm. I feel like I am naturally a page guy, like I'm a writer, hmm. like the little nuances of what I'm writing. Um, I want every little thing to connect. So I am definitely a writer naturally. So is he saying page? Yeah, I'm page. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm like, I heard yeah. it. I'm like, wait, it didn't go away. <laughs> I re- I've used a synonym for it. <laughs> yeah. And then my, then my next question would is, since you are, since hip hop was your start, what are your top five rappers? My favorite rappers of right now or all time? Uh, all time, Swan. All five, top five. Okay, all time. Definitely Jay Z, okay. Nas, um, gotta go rock him, and then I'll just say who shaped me. I'll say Cassidy and Fabulous. So Jay Z, Nas, Cassidy, Fabulous, rock him. Okay, okay. by the East Coast. <laughs> I know, I know. It's all good. No, no, you can keep that. <laughs> I know you're saying something like, I like Barry rappers. Like, okay, let's see how he throws one. <laughs> I know. Out here at the E40, they're too short. Yeah. <laughs> I know. But so, um, so, with, so with that in mind and stuff, I was wondering, can you do your, um, your Monopoly poem? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Right. Quick backstory. So I actually wrote this poem, um, Based on a girl that I had met. When I was in college, I had zero facial hair, nothing. And I just looked like a tall baby. Literally. I was like 80 pounds less, same height. And the uh, girl was like, I don't like uh, boys. I like grown men. And we were both in college. I was 18. She was 19. And she was dating a guy that was 40. And he was playing games with her. Uh, he had a whole family on the side. And I'm Petty, so this poem is called Monopoly. My love is like Monopoly. So honestly, you gotta see, how could he not be mad at me that I'm after you? Girl, he treats you like Baltic Avenue. So if you're bored, walk. Girl, you could be my park place, so stare into my dark face. Go home, tell your friends, you're taking again. Tell fine and dark skin. Tell him he's a come up like landing on free parking. Are you listening? You should stop just visiting. Because when he's in them jail clothes, we can connect like railroads. Girl, he ain't loving you back. In fact, he treats you like a luxury tax. And when you get off of work, I know that you ought to squirt. So let me show you how that water works. I'm telling you everything you want to know because I keep it 200. Like every time you pass, go. And that's Monopoly. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Thanks, man. Most definitely. So, Cal, give us yes, your social media information and stuff. Yeah, so, um, joking word, literally on everything, joking word on Instagram. Right now, I'm really building my um, YouTube channel. So everything, lyrics and everything that involves laughter, I'll be covering it. Um, and that's comedy, poetry, 
battle rap, regular rap, all of it, I'll be covering it on my page, joking word at YouTube, joking word on Instagram, Kells, K-E, two L's and a Z, joking word Barksdale on Facebook. Um, I'm not really on Twitter or TikTok, but I do have accounts on there. So if I do get back on it, it'll be joking word, J-O-K-E, and word. Nice. So... Yeah, that's what's up, man. Yeah, thank you for being on the show and everything, man. And appreciate you for having me. I'm glad. I appreciate. Appreciate you. All right, everybody. We'll see you later. And thank you. Bye. For more information, please go to l i n k t r dot ee slash iambic zine i-a-m-b-i-c-z-i-n-e thank you